At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thanks for tuning in to us here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Stormy Bonantoni here with you for the next hour on My Guys in the Desert. We're live from Las Vegas at our wonderful studio here at the Circus Sportsbook. And it's going to be busy tonight. Got a fun Thursday night football game coming up this evening. It's always great on primetime down here. And in the MLB postseason, a critical game five, which is where we're going to get started in our top five stories that you need to know. Giants-Dodgers winner-take-all game five in the NLDS starting tonight at 6 p.m. Pacific time on TBS. Giants a slight favorite at minus 108 on the money line. And our development here is that there is a slight change in the pitching matchup. For the Dodgers, it'll be Corey Knable as the opener against Logan Webb. Webb, who got the win in game one with seven and two-thirds innings of shutout work. And Julio Urias will come in after Knable. He got the win in game two. Braves await the winner. More on that one later when ESPN's Buster Olney joins us. Number two in our top five today, Speaking of Giants, the ones in New York, quarterback Daniel Jones took first-team reps in the non-contact portion of practice today, open to the media. His availability Sunday against the Rams, now TBD, pending clearance from that concussion protocol from the medical team. Giants plus nine and a half at home as of now. Backup Mike Glennon replaced him in week five, had a touchdown and two interceptions, and what ended up being a a pretty bad loss. Jones, meanwhile, has completed 65% of his passes, for 1,282 yards and a four-touchdown, one-interception ratio through five weeks. With Saquon Barkley and Kenny Galladay still sitting out with injuries, the Giants are going to need their best possible option everywhere else, including QB, to compete with the 4-1 Rams. Number three on our list, potentially some bad news if you're a Panthers fan. Christian McCaffrey noticeably absent from practice today. He's been practicing in a limited capacity over the past week, week and a half now, still dealing with a hamstring injury that he suffered three weeks ago today against the Texans. Head coach Matt Rule doesn't talk to media on Thursdays, but said yesterday CMC had a 50-50 shot to play Sunday against the Vikings. Panthers, one and a half point favorites hosting Minnesota at Bank of America Stadium this week. That assessment, though, from 50-50 should at least be 49-51 right now. Rookie Chuba Hubbard ran for 101 yards last week against the Eagles, and the Panthers also have Royce Freeman in reserve. Number four, ESPN's Dan Graziano reported there have been three positive COVID-19 tests for the Arizona Cardinals this week, and that one more positive test is going to trigger more intensive protocols for the team, which means more testing for players and personnel. The round of positives reportedly included one player and two members of staff. Linebacker Chandler Jones is already put on the reserve COVID-19 list Tuesday because of a positive test. Cliff Kingsbury said Jones was asymptomatic, so being vaccinated, only two negative tests 24 hours apart before he's able to rejoin the team total. And the Cardinals at Browns 49 and a half. Browns favored by three at home. And number five, the weekend starts early in football season, doesn't it? Thursday night football coming up tonight. A big one with the defending Super Bowl chance 
champs kicking off week six at Philly against the Eagles. Total in that one, 52 and a half. And the Bucks are touchdown favorites. 15 TDs this season for Tom Brady, second most ever in his career through five games, the most since 2007 when he broke basically every record this year. And his counterpoint tonight, Jalen Hurts, can make history with 216 pass yards. He'd become the first quarterback ever to average 215 in the air and 50 on the ground through his first 10 starts. His pass yard props today, by the way, 281 and a half yards here at Circa. So odds makers certainly think he'll at least reach that mark. Notable injuries. Bucks are going to be without Rob Gronkowski again this week, as well as Levante David and Antoine Winfield Jr. in the defensive backfield. For the Eagles, offensive tackle Lane Johnson remains out for a third straight week, dealing with personal, dealing with a personal matter, rather. Even though they're on the road, those seven points for the Bucks make them the third biggest fake favorite of the weekend behind Buffalo and Indy, which is a good segue to our Circa Survivor conversation as we bring in my favorite guest that we could ever have on the program, my dad, even though he claims that the only time he gets a call from me is when we're calling him to join the show. But Rich Bon and Tony, my contest partner, joins us. How's it going, Dad? Having a good day? Oh, I'm having a great day. But when I heard it was your favorite person to come in on the show, I'm sure it was Brent Musburger. I was surprised I was getting the call there. You're right, actually. You're a close second. You're a close second. No, I'm just kidding. Hey, um... Go ahead. You're not going on the Colts. You're not going on the Colts, right? No way. It is one that I'm considering. But I wanted to, before we looked forward... I wanted to look back and let the people know what you went through this past week with the Ravens because they were our pick and survivor. And I know how I was, but you didn't even text me for the entire fourth quarter. So how are you? In the third quarter, I was preparing my monologue to to say how sorry I was that I cost us in Survivor of the two games that I give you and that uh, we needed two plane crashes and a triple overtime. I mean, besides besides the... Patriots doing that in the Super Bowl, that's one of the luckiest, almost unbelievable wins of all time. I feel like you always say you're on like the other side of those normally. So the fact that you got the win, I thought you'd just be happy. It was unbelievable. I I could not believe it. I still can't believe that they were able to do all that. That might have been one of the greatest wins in my life of making money and not having to apologize to someone. Yeah, there we go. And now I know you're already giving me grief. You're like, don't pick the Colts, don't pick the Colts. But if anything, we learned in that Ravens game, hey, Carson Wentz threw 400 plus yards. Colts didn't look too bad. You don't like them against the Texans this week. They're big, they're double digit favorites. Honey, they're pros, but they're humans. That is as devastating a loss as you could have. Ooh, ooh, I, I, I would just stay away. Besides, there's probably going to be 1,500 people on the Colts this week just because of how they played, to be honest with you. I mean, I mean, last week, the three games, uh, was it Ravens, Vikings, and uh, Patriots? If, if they would have lost, there, there might have been like six of us left in the Survivor Contest. No, for sure. They're like nearly 2,000 people would have been, been bumped out if the Vikings and Patriots and Ravens all lost. But for, like, we're all still in it as of right now. So we were sweating, but we're living to tell the tale. But so here's my, my issue with our decisions this week is we're in a little bit of a pickle, I would say, because I love the Rams, but we use them week one. So we can't use them against the Giants this week. They're out. And then the Cowboys are a team. I told you, and I know you're thinking I'm getting too ahead of myself. But the Cowboys are playing on Thanksgiving, and they're who I was really, really liking to save there. So that stresses me here's out. My, huh? Here's my three. Here's my three. You can do whatever you want to. Okay. 
Chiefs, Bills, or Cowboys. Chiefs, Bills, or Cowboys. Those are my three. And you can, I cannot. I cannot you're you're considering, okay, for somebody who hates taking the road team, you want to take the Bills on Monday Night Football on the road? Devastating. Devastating what their defense has been. I mean, they did that to the Chiefs, two shutouts yeah. before then. I mean, pretty pretty impressive. It's a it's it's a game you know they're going to get up for because it's a Monday night. They're not going to sit there and then look past it. Yeah, that's that is a team that I don't have any restrictions on down the line. Okay. Well, that, oh, thank you so much. I appreciate that. Well, so you were fine with the the Cowboys, though. Was that another one that you were considering? Sorry, you said Chiefs, Bills, and who was the third one? Cowboys. Those it was are, the Cowboys. Those are my, Cowboys are just playing unreal football. I mean, and Dak Prescott, what a, what a, I mean, comeback player of the year and maybe MVP at this point right now. And the defense, I thought with, with Lawrence and a couple of those injuries, they wouldn't be like this. It was shockingly, shockingly impressive. Oh, God, it just gives me so much anxiety. I know I'm looking too far ahead, but okay. We'll have to discuss that later because we do need to move on to the million contest. So I'm with you, though, between the Cowboys or the Bills. We'll just have to determine that at a later date. Fortunately, we have a couple more days. The lines did come out, though, for the Circa Million 3 this week. We agree on a few of them. We both like the Cowboys, Chargers, and Bills. <laughs> um, but you here, we're at odds on one of these. You have the Bears, and I have the Packers. So sell me on You're the Bears. Freddie the favorite again. You can't pick all favorites. You have. I didn't. I did two and three. I did two and three, mister. <laughs> I'm talking about what you said so far. You've already got three favorites, don't you? I, I have my favorites are the Cowboys, the Packers and the Bills. And then I have Chargers are plus two and a half and Jags are plus three and a half. I picked the Jaguars. OK, that I'm not going favorites heavy if I pick the Jaguars. We, we're so lost. What are we like? 10 and 30? What are, I mean, my God, what, maybe it's because you won't let me ride the chalk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Are you a sweetheart? I'm go just... on, go on. What else you got to say? No, I'm still waiting for you to sell me on the bears. You haven't done so. Well, I mean, uh, the bears, the bears have a, a, I think a better defense than the Packers. I mean, obviously the offense for the, for the Packers is better. It's at home. You're getting, what is it? Five, five and a half. What is it? Four and a half. Four and a half. Well, I'm just saying that uh, could be another field goal game with, you know, I mean, the, don't the Packers, like, they play good at times and then they play really lousy at times. You know, you know what I'm saying to you? And, and Fields doesn't seem to be that bad. I don't know. Okay, well, speaking of... Have, speak, we don't have to pick it. I want the underdogs. Speaking of teams that play well, though, and then play hey, bad, what about the Cleveland Browns? You have them on your list, too, against the 5-0 and Cardinals on the road. Okay, well... Tyler's dinged up. As I said, he would get dinged up because he, he's smaller and gets hit. There are, the Browns have to win this game. I mean, to be honest with you, they're at home. They've got a great defense. I mean, uh, I'm, I think the Browns are going to win. I mean, Arizona, did they impress you against the 49ers? Eh, no. But, Dad, listen, this was wonderful. I got to go do, a, do an ad read now. But thanks for hanging out with us. Love, love talking <laughs> to you. Have a great day. Love you too, Dad. Talk to you later. And hey, everybody, make sure you get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator 
MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight world. Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. On the other side of the break, Buster Olney joins us to talk MLB postseason. Stick around. You're listening to My Guys in the Desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back, everybody. This segment of My Guys in the Desert presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and a hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime. So you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide. So you can find Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet. No lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and up. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Stormy Bond and Tony with you here on My Guys in the Desert, live from Circus Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Time for a quick game of Would You Rather. So my producer, Stephanie, shout out Steph, makes this whole thing go, gave me a couple of options here for the Thursday night football matchup. Bucks at Eagles. Bucks favored by seven. A few Would You Rather prop bet opportunities. So would you rather bet the under on Jalen Hurts' rush yards at 41 and a half or the under on Tom Brady passing touchdowns at two and a half. Uh, Both of them have gone over in three of the last five games. Brady coming off a five touchdown day. This one's hard, but Eileen Hurts, last three games, he's had 30 yards rushing, 47, 35. Eagles are going to pass more against a bad buck secondary. They're injured, not very good, allowing the most pass yards per game this season. So I'm going Hurts. Hurts for number one. Tampa Tom's going to toss it. Would you rather bet the over Cameron Brait 21 and a half receiving yards or OJ Howard's 14 and a half with Gronk out? Um, both are very underwhelming. Uh, I'm going to go Howard. Brait has been the better of the two overall this year, but he was only targeted once last week. At least Howard got two grabs on three looks. So, yeah, hate that one. Hate that one. But um, that's where I'm going. Would you rather... Bet Miles Sanders to score a touchdown plus 190 or Kenneth Gainwell to score a touchdown at plus 290, the Eagles running backs. Gainwell's got two on the season, had his highest snap rate of the year in week five. Sanders doesn't have any. Lowest snap rate last week, but did have a great game four. Um, better value with him, but if he if he doesn't score, then there's no value, right? So I'm going Sanders as the safer pick. Um, yeah, just because of, of the edge he has in terms of opportunity. Let's call it. Uh, meanwhile, in the MLB tonight, no side is a safe decision, it seems, between the Giants and Dodgers as we continue the MLB conversation, welcoming in Buster Olney, ESPN senior writer and Sunday night baseball reporter, also hosts the Great Baseball Tonight podcast. Buster, I mean, how much are you just enjoying the roller coaster ride that is the MLB postseason right now? 
well, you can't get anything better than having a game five winner take all between the traditional powers, uh, traditional rivals like the Giants and Dodgers tonight. You know, and that's a week after we had the the wild card game between the Red Sox and Yankees. It'll be an absolute blast. And they're great storylines all over the place. No question. I hate that this is just a five-game series, too. I'd give anything for it to be seven. But two teams that combined in the regular season for more than 210 wins. Giants a slight favorite in this one. But an interesting development this morning for the Dodgers that Corey Knable will be the opener for L.A. against Logan Webb. Uh, what, what do you make of that change with Urias coming in a little bit later? Yeah, and obviously what they're trying to do is to put pressure on Gabe Kapler, the Giants manager, to set his lineup. And he has great platoon options, either very left-handed or very right-handed. By starting Knable, uh, and you would assume he's not going to go more than three or four batters, it means that if uh, Gabe starts a lineup that has a lot of lefties in it, that Urias would be in a position to take advantage of that. I would say this. This is one of those moves to me that you're going to be judged through the prism of the results. If it doesn't work out, if, uh, you know, Knable gives up runs early in the game and the Dodgers lose, oh, my God, they are going to be second guess forever because Urias is one of the best postseason pitchers that we've seen in the last 20 years. So, you know, his last seven postseason outings, a one ERA, I kind of worry the Dodgers are, are outthinking themselves a little bit here. Oof, yeah, you don't want to be sick to your stomach at the end of the day if things don't go your way. And, Buster, if we've learned anything from this series so far, it's like I feel like it's going to be either a Giants shutout or the Dodgers bats are going to go crazy. Do you have a strong feeling either way just from the outside looking in on this one? You know, normally I, I love going into a game and saying, yes, absolutely, I think this is going to happen. I have no <laughs> feel, okay, because we've been watching these. First off, you know, the Giants won 107 in the regular season. The Dodgers won 106. They're split two all in this series. There hasn't been a single lead change in this series. It does feel like, uh, you know, and talking with evaluators with other teams today, they really believe that, uh, you know, the team that gets out early is going to have an advantage. It does remind you of Yankees-Red Sox when Xander Bogarts hit that uh, the two-run homer in the first inning, that that was a big deal. That's why if I'm the Dodgers, I, I don't know if I feel so good about making that move with Knable mm-hmm. and putting he and Arias uh, in positions that, where they normally haven't been this year. Do you get the feeling that because of the powers that both of these teams have been this year, that the winner of this series could be the one that goes on to win it all? Not necessarily, because I think the Braves are a lot better than what people realize. And, of course, the winner of this game goes on to play Atlanta in the National League Championship Series. Since the trade deadline, Atlanta's 40-20. and 20. That's the mm-hmm. best record in baseball. They've been playing with a lot of momentum, and I do feel like the Astros have been really underrated. Uh, you know, in terms of being an offensive team. Big news today, losing Lance McCullers Jr., it looks like, for at least the beginning of the ALCS. But uh, I think, you know, other teams are closer to the Dodgers and the Giants than what we might have thought two months ago. Speaking of the Braves, like, I'm a big Freddie Freeman fan, and I live with a Braves fan at home as well. And tell me how, all of a sudden, Will Smith is Braves fans' favorite guy. Like, they have been hating on him all year long. (laughs) When you say they, as you say you live with a, a Braves fan, well, my son at 17 is a huge Braves fan, and all summer long I've been getting text messages from him going, what is Will Smith doing? <laughs> what are, what's happening right here? So it is amazing that we've gotten into this postseason, and I haven't been getting those texts. Uh, it stabilized a little bit. Now, look, he's not a, you know, he's not a Roldis Chapman uh, at his best, and he's not blowing away hitters. So if uh, you know, Will Smith were to be a factor in the series, I don't think it would surprise anybody. But you're right. 
that so far has not been an issue. It does feel like it's a soft underbelly of a really good Atlanta team. That's all I'm saying. Hey, the Braves are the longest shot to win the World Series right now at plus 550. If you are Atlanta, who are you rooting for in this Dodgers-Giants matchup? Who do you want? I want the Dodgers because it means that Atlanta could stay at home. Look, today I was talking with Alex Antopoulos, the general manager of the Braves, and, and I asked him, you know, what's it going to be like watching tonight? Are you going to have a notepad? He said, no, I'm going to be watching with my wife because she likes to watch playoff games with me, and then he's going to go to bed. Tomorrow's going to be very different for the Braves, depending on who wins tonight. If the Giants win, they have to get on a flight, fly across the country to play the Giants. If the Dodgers win, the Dodgers have to come to them. And I think starting the NLCS at home would be the, uh, the situation that the Braves would want, even though they lost the Dodgers in last year's playoffs. Well, I was just going to say, you might just want another shot at the team that knocked you out too, right? Uh, mo moving on, though, to the Astros, who you said you think might be a little bit underrated here. They're going to face a Red Sox team that I think might be embracing the moment more than any other team potentially right now. Do you have any sort of a read on this matchup? Uh, I like the Astros. I love how much confidence the you know the 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 core Astros, the guys who draw booze in other ballparks. Carlos Correa, who's going to be a free agent in the fall, looks like he's putting together an audition tape with everything that he's doing right now. He's hitting like crazy. He's fielding like crazy. You see the leadership. Altuve's playing with confidence. Bregman's playing with confidence. Uh, and you do wonder day to day where the pitching is going to come from from the Red Sox. Uh, you know, they've had so many issues with guys going down. Chris Sale, you know, certainly faded at season's end. Matt Barnes lost his job as closer. He was off the roster. Now he's on the roster. Uh, I, I like the Astros in this series, despite what's going on with McCullers Jr. Okay. Any thoughts on how many games that series could go? Uh, I like it finishing in Houston in six games. Ooh. But I'm also going to tell you, that I picked the Rays to win the World Series. I want to give proper context for my picks for you, okay? My pick is sitting at home. I told you that, you know, uh, my my son is a Braves fan. He asked me today, he said, hey, Dad, who are you going to pick for the series? And I said, I'm going to pick the Braves to win the NLCS. And he immediately, uh, you know, hung up on me. He does not <laughs> want me picking his team. Well, meanwhile, I told you I live in a, with, with a Braves fan, too. I bet the Giants to win it all. So we could potentially <laughs> be at odds here soon. Buster, could not thank you enough for coming on. Really appreciate the time and enjoy this. It's going to be a blast. Absolutely. Have fun. Thank you so much. That's Buster Olney, ESPN MLB writer. And, of course, you have seen him forever on Sunday Night Baseball. An absolute blast there. We've got... In just a little while, Thirsty Thursday coming up. You guys know it's like my favorite thing that we get to do every single week, basically. I've, for whatever reason, I stink at college football spreads on the weekend, but I do a really good job of them during the week. So get ready for that. We're going to see who our Thirsty Thursday college football pick could be. And Bill Bender going to continue that college football conversation with them. Let's say the more interesting games of the week we got a lot of great ones going on and then we'll round out the day uh as well completing the thursday night football preview bucks eagles bucks a touchdown favorite will we get the favorite will we get the dog who knows stick with us right here on my guys in the desert more coming up on vsin the sports betting network Listen to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network.
If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. The Chicago, Detroit, Philadelphia, and Pittsburgh city casts are all up and running. And check out the newest LA city cast with our girl Danielle Alvari. Subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to my guys in the desert. Stormy Bond and Tony with you for Thirsty Thursday. My favorite day of the week. We're making, you know, everybody's talking about Thursday night football with the Bucks and Eagles. But how about the Eagles of Georgia Southern taking on South Alabama tonight? We've also got Navy and Memphis. So we've got our, our handy dandy cups here because the games aren't exactly, you know, the most thrilling. To, 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 to watch, you know, we've got our Thirsty Thursday goblets because we're going to be partying with one of these teams. Is it the favorite? Is it the dog? How about a little bit of both? Starting with South Alabama. I'm going with the fave. We've got this cup full of just Gatorade and vodka. Just tossing it back. Going with the favorite. South Alabama minus three. They lost their last two games by a combined four points, okay? Last one was in four overtime. They're nine and four against the spread in their last 13 home games. Meanwhile, the Eagles have struggled on the road, only covering two of their last seven. Eagles are going to run the ball fifth in the country, don't get me wrong. But 125th in the pass game, it's going to be brutal. And South Alabama's defense is really good. I like the home favorite defense. Let's do it, South Alabama minus three. But Navy Memphis... Where are my dogs at, people? Who let the dogs out? I hope you're with me. We're going with Navy plus 10 and a half in this case. Oh, plus 11 now. Give me more points, please and thank you. This number opened at six and a half, quickly jumped to eight and a half. Now a four and a half point swing gets me liking Navy more and more. I also like the over 56 even more because there have been two constants through six games for these Memphis Tigers. And it's that the offense scores fast and the defense can't get off the field. Yes, they've scored 28 points per game, but against FBS competition, they've also allowed at least 28 in each one of those games. Memphis nowhere near the team that we thought they'd be. Meanwhile, Navy beat UCF a couple weeks ago. It was competitive in losses to Houston and SMU. Led SMU 21-7 at one point before things got away from them. I'm going with the dog. So we got a favorite and a dog on Thursday Night Football. College edition. Love it. Let's keep our college football talk rolling, though, as we welcome in Bill Bender of Sporting News, uh, albeit we're going to talk some better college football games with you, Bill. How are you today? Yeah, I'm doing well. How are you? Great. Thank you so much for coming on with us. Really appreciate the time. You had an article that came out earlier this morning regarding the Spencer Rattler, Caleb Williams situation going on in Oklahoma. Lincoln Riley said, they have not, or will not, rather, announce a starter for TCU just yet. But what's your take on that situation? How should things play out? Well, I think if Caleb Williams starts, if we see what we saw in the second half against the Longhorns, it's hard. You know, I've had this moment every week, and I don't know about you, where I'm like, okay, Oklahoma's covering this week. This is the game that they're just going to show what this offense that we think they're all about. And when you saw the big plays happen last week around Caleb Williams, I think they finally cover at home. Talk me out of it. Am I wrong? Or, or what, what are you thinking? No, I. it's been a tough situation. And every time that, you know, you want to get back and rally behind Spencer Rattler, the fans seem to pull you out of it, right? It just I just get hesitant about a number like this. 13 and a half is just a, a little bit big to me. But, hey, I'm with you. If you think they can do it, I'll roll with you. Well, and I do. And I think this is an offense that's going to thrive on the big plays. The one thing to watch in return, if you're going to bet on the dog here, 
is uh, TCU does have a good running game with Zachary Evans. They've got a great quarterback in Max. I don't know, great probably not the right word, but a solid quarterback in Max Duggan who has played against Oklahoma twice. I think it's one of those, without the hook, and you get it at 13 and a half, Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Sooners here. Okay, total in that one, also 65. And another, I mean, we thought that was a big spread at 13 and a half, even bigger. Georgia, number one in the country, taking on number 11, Kentucky. Spread on that game, 23 points, but the total's low, only 44 and a half, because both defenses are so good. How do you view this game? Well, if you think it, if Kentucky can get off to a good start, and by a good start, I mean score in any capacity against this Georgia defense, I think the most ridiculous stat of the college football season is that Georgia's only given up one rushing and one passing touchdown all season. So I, I went against the Bulldogs a lot early in the season, and now I'm kind of of the mindset of, okay, that spread's big, but you know what does the score have to be? And this feels like a 35-10 to 10 or 35-14 game, which makes it – I would probably stay away from it if I was at the window. Mm-hmm. But if you press for a pick, I'm going to go with the Bulldog. Yeah, you mentioned that being the weirdest stat, just piggybacking off of it. The fact that they're only giving up five and a half points per game, they've allowed 33 total points in six games. I feel like that's just unheard of. For you, are the Georgia Bulldogs the team to beat when it comes to the, the national championship conversation at this point? Well, yeah, and, and I think a big reason why is we live in this age of offense and quarterbacks and scoring a lot of points. And they kind of turned the that on its head with this defense with so many future first round picks, a great defense, a great, um, like you said, so many defensive stats that you look at. I look at the rushing yardage. They're only giving up 2.2 yards per carry. So again, it, it circles back to me. Kentucky has to have success in the first half. Otherwise, George is going to build a big lead and probably coast and end up covering. Yeah, what can Will Levis and company do for the Kentucky Wildcats? We'll have to wait and see. Um, Well, we talked about Oklahoma already. How about Oklahoma State and Texas? Any thoughts going into that one this weekend? Well, I've hedged on this one a little bit because I I think, is it still five and a half? Is that where we're at on the line? I mean, it makes it tough because I think Texas coming off this emotional loss last week, Oklahoma State kind of an understated unbeaten, in my opinion a team that definitely could win some games. And, uh, you know, I kind of like the Cowboys in this one. I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't think the cover is easy by any stretch. But um, another Big 12 game where they played, I think their last four meetings have been by seven points or less. So I'm going to go with the Pokes in this one. Man. How about Bedlam if Oklahoma and Oklahoma State keep winning? I know, right? And yes, you were right on that number. It is five. Uh, A game I was super curious to ask you about just because I have covered the BYU Cougars a good bit this season. And every time you think that, hey, they could be the real deal and get in this college football playoff conversation, they have a letdown like they did this past week against Boise State. They've got Baylor this week. I'll wait until they pull it up on the screen here, but I believe that number is still six and a half. What, what are you thinking there with BYU and Baylor? Yep, it is six and a half. They've got to have success in the running game to do this. And, uh, you know, they've had, obviously, Jaron Reed came back last week, um, didn't work out the way they wanted, ran into a tough Boise team. Baylor's pretty good. Baylor mm-hmm. has a job Dave Aranda's done with that running game. Again, a game like that, I think I'm leaning on – I know I'm giving you all favorites, but uh, <laughs> I'm leaning – and I know how that generally works, right? Uh, but – um another favorite I like just because of their ability to run the ball, one of the best in the FBS, and I think at home they get that cover. Now, if it dips a little bit more, maybe I take the Cougars there. Okay, but you missed it, Bill. My So my dad is my contest partner here um, 
for the Circa Million, and, and he always just gives me nonstop grief because I love the chalk. I love picking the favorites. So I'm I'm not mad at your selections in the college football scene. Let's move ahead, though, to Thursday night football tonight in the NFL. Bucks a touchdown favorite in Philly against the Eagles. Who do you like in this one? I always get hesitant a little bit when you do have that touchdown or more spread in the NFL. Well, now, NFL, I always I, – maybe I'm going against your dad here, but I, NFL, I always look at the dogs. You mm-hmm. know, a home dog, Thursday night, short week, Brady's thumbs bothering him a little bit. And I, I rewind back to last year's Thursday night game against the Bears that we didn't see coming. Still like Tampa Bay to win the game. But I think at home, with, the, with all these things working in their favor, Philadelphia has a good chance to cover. So – if I'm going straight up, I go to the Bucks. If I've got to do the spread, I might take Philadelphia here. The total in this one is 52 and a half. And for, for me, I always I tend to think that these Thursday night games can be a little bit sloppy because you do have the short week preparation wise. Tampa's offense is hit or miss because they're so good at home, averaging 41 points per game on the road, just 21 points per game. And for as, as rough as the Eagles have been at times, I mean, shockingly, they're still third in the league in opponent yards per play. Do you think there could be maybe an underplay here? There might be. I mean, but, uh, you know, on that grass, I mean, the weather, I live in Ohio, it's starting to feel like fall finally, the greatest time of year for me. And uh, I think, uh, you know, I think I might go over, though, just because of the offenses we're dealing with, just because I know, I think Tampa Bay is going to score some points and and Philadelphia is going to respond. Jalen Hurts has a big game. So there is. There's hope for that under, but I'd probably lead toward the over, especially with the way Bush has been playing with those receivers. Yeah, how impressed have you been with Jalen Hurts? Does he have an opportunity to potentially have a a good day with the Buck secondary having the problems that it has? Well, I mean, yeah, and I think he's been up and down. I can go back to the the game that they had earlier this season against the um, Cowboys in primetime, and that wasn't good. But they've bounced back since from that. They've had a lot of close games that I think – He's had a good season, a productive season. Remember, he's with a first-year coach, and I think we're going to see more good things from Jalen Hurts in the future. All right, good deal, Bill. Thank you so much for the time. Really appreciate it, and have some fun this weekend. What do you say? (laughs) I will. You too. Thanks so much for having me. Take care. (laughs) Thank you. Once again, that is Bill Bender, editor over at Sporting News. Make sure you check out all of his stuff at sportingnews.com. And, hey, we've still got lots more to come, including on the other side of the break. Be better. I'm challenging some NFL teams and players to step their game up. And we got the big dogs here at Circa. Mike Palm, Derek Stevens on the other side. to my guys in the desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VSIN, the sports betting network. Download the free oddstrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sports books, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to oddstrader.com. And remember, everybody, get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who will be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Welcome you into my guys in the desert. Stormy Bond and Tony with you for our regular Thursday segment. Be 
better, okay? We're challenging some NFL teams and players just to step your game up, be better, starting with the Titans offensive line. And I don't care what people say about you, Titans. You're a good team. I know you lost to the Jets, but it's fine. You're a good team. But your offensive line is god-awful. You've allowed 20 sacks this year, the most in the NFL. Ryan Tannehill's getting crushed. Allowed 150 yards off of those sacks for the third most in the league. Fortunately, King Henry doesn't need y'all to be the NFL lead rusher in the country. But... Uh, Listen, this Monday, you're facing a top-tier defense in the Bills, one that has contained Derrick Henry the last three meetings and ranks number one in points and yards allowed for a defense. Okay, time to be better and give your offense a chance. Moving on to the Browns. Last week against the Chargers, this was just like the weirdest game of all time for me because there is no way that you should score 42 points, gain 531 yards, have no turnovers, and the ball 13 minutes longer than your opponent, and still lose the play calling is under fire your defense was god awful um the loss to kansas city is not aging well and your wins are the texans bears and vikings step your game up against the cards be better last one here sam darnold if you're a panthers fan you have just got to be so frustrated with this guy because when he shines he shines and when he doesn't it's just so painful to watch okay he had Two rushing touchdowns, three passing over the last two losses, but has thrown as many picks, five interceptions, and they've been close games. Can you imagine if he just didn't turn the ball over? Looks like you might not get CMC this week, so the team needs you. I thought a change would do you good, like Cheryl Crow used to say, but uh, let's see. We'll still have to wait for you to prove it, buddy. Be better, and we're always better on Thursdays when we are welcomed in by the head honchos here at Circa, CEO and owner Derek Stevens, as well as the VP of Operations here, Mike Palm, Derek, like or hate my list? Tuesday Night Music Club. <laughs> you like Cheryl Crow, Derek? I do like Cheryl Crow. We had her play down on downtown Las Vegas a Ooh, couple times. Oh, there we go. He's never leaving Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Derek, I saw you at the hockey game the other day, too. How happy are you to have, you know, Vegas Golden Knights action back? Uh, it's great. I mean, having uh, Seattle, I was surprised how many Seattle fans were there. I was uh, I realize it's the first time, first game of their franchise, but mm -hmm. uh, boy, they traveled pretty well. They are some nice jerseys. We brought Michael Sanderson. He's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, we had a, we had a great time there. It was great to see hockey back in action. The crowd was spectacular. Yeah. The pregame show, you know, the, all kinds of new people. You know, you have to get used to, and, and the new pregame show was pretty amazing. Pretty great uh, theatrical opening, and uh, boy, the uh, the Golden Knights. Uh, you know, at one point, I think they had three shots on goal. And as Nicole said, well, two of them were good. <laughs> and we, we were being outshot like 10 to 3, but we were up 2 nothing. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes hockey's weird like that, right? Yeah, Marshall's goal was terrific. But, uh, yeah, it was a good uh, good start. But then uh, then it got a little uh, dicey in the end. Yeah, I I did not like that because I did bet on the Golden Knights, which I'm allowed to do now, which is very cool and fun for me. I'm counting on some Circa Stadium Swim watch parties this year. Will that be in action? Absolutely. The first one we know exactly is on Drinksgiving. Ooh, yes. Thanksgiving, the day before Thanksgiving. So we're, we're doing the official watch party that Five o'clock, Nashville Predators. That's right. Love that. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, let's let's get a little football talk in here, though, moving mm -hmm. on. Um, Thursday night football, big one tonight, Bucks and Eagles. Is this one worth, I mean, is this one of those ones that people should take in Survivor to you guys, or are we saving them for the end of the season? Uh, it's tough. You know, this is a, week six is a tough week. It is. Think about, think about the sweats everybody got last week. The, whether Packers, Cincinnati, the Minnesota Vikings, obviously 58% of the Circus Survivor pool had to sweat out the Lions. You know, they had to rely upon the Lions doing what they do. Um, I'm glad that happened. I mean, it'd be it'd be sad if we would have knocked out 58% of the pool this early in the season. If those three teams would have lost, Derek, you realize this 
You were on one of them. Yeah. I watched you sweat it out on Twitter on Monday night. <laughs> if Baltimore, who's down 19, or New England, who's down 16, or Minnesota, who's down with 37 seconds left, lose, we'd be down to 230 people in Survivor. I felt a little bit better, though, when you came in here on Tuesday and were like, so are you okay? How are you feeling? I was stressed. It was. Were you stressed for you or for your dad? A were you combo. more stressed for? He wasn't texting me or talking to me for the whole fourth quarter. Oh, <laughs> he went, gave you the silent treatment? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, man. That's not, we have a We are a partnership here, Father. It was, yeah, it was tough. But then he called me as soon as the game was over. So we're back. We're alive. We're happy. I think two-thirds or more of the contestants 2200 change will be on the Colts over the Texans. Amal, my partner on Odds On, seen at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 a.m. out here in the West. Subtle plug. Is is taking Kansas City this week on the road against the football team. Okay. I actually like Amal's play. I think think there's a lot of traps out here. This is a tough, tough week. I mean, yeah, Indy's got the biggest... uh, you know, point spread, but but you gotta wonder. You just gotta wonder. Do you really want to take them? I mean, the Texans have showed that they could kind of play, but they've given up a few things. I, I'm not really sure about that. Um, I think there's going to be another team that's going to see some action. It's going to be the Denver Broncos. How about the Steelers? Uh, Steelers I, yeah. without Russell Wilson there yeah. on Sunday night. Uh, I don't know. You got to pick some of those off the wall ones, right? Because yeah. I was sad this week. The rate, the sorry, the Rams seemed like a good opportunity. But it was like, nope, me and everyone else use them week one. Right, that, that's the thing. I would say Rams would probably be the the highest highest um, selected team, but the Rams are a team mm-hmm. that has already been selected by most contestants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, okay, obviously we've got great NFL action tonight for Thursday Night Football, but it's also a critical Game 5 between the Giants and Dodgers in the MLB postseason looking to advance to the championship series. Um, what? Are, so we were talking about this when you guys walked in. How, what will the division be like of people watching and betting on one game or the other? Or just get in on all of it. That's what I say. Just get on all of it. We, we were speculating about TV, you know, TV viewership tonight. And I said I thought it would be less than 2-1 to one for the NFL game because this is such a big game. I, I know it's regional here, but you have a team, 107 wins, 106 wins. These teams, for the older people, those are the only ones still watching baseball, Remember them when they were in New York and had this rival. I don't remember the last game I was looking forward to much, as much as this. Not Game 7 of Astros-Dodgers. I'm looking forward to this game tonight more than that. I am as well. And I, I'll tell you what, I know that the answer's in the definitions when they talk about what are the ratings going to be. But I'll tell you, I think I think Dodgers-Giants is, 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 is a bigger event. And, and I think more people will end up, end up watching. Ratings-wise, it comes down to definitions. It's all about definitions. But... Uh, but uh, I think this baseball game is just absolutely true. I'm fired up about this game, and I, I'm not a fan of either team, but, but I'm fired up about this game as a baseball fan. But yeah. we do need the Dodgers. Well, not yeah, as much do. as some books yeah. need them, but I mean, the yeah, liability true. on the Giants I bet. to win the World Series is seven figures in most books. I'm in on them. You are? Yeah, I took them for the World Series, 10 to 1. Very good. Nice. Very Thank good. you very, very good. much. <laughs> well, to, to be fair, do I... Do you hedge tonight? Do you make a little play on the Dodgers to get your money back? So... <laughs> I don't because I, I just hate the Dodgers with a passion inside me, so I don't want to waste any money on them either way. Is that okay? Is that really? a bad thing to say? You hate the Dodgers. I hate the Dodgers because I lived in San Diego for such a long time, and which is I know bad to say. Like I bet the Giants, but I like the Padres. But <laughs> like, but I did. I lived in San Diego for so long that I was just programmed to dislike everything about LA. Is that okay with you? It's is that fair? You. Yeah. All right. I'll bless it. <laughs> Thank you. But there's more going on too because we've got. 
CJ Cup action as well. Like, how busy is the book right now? Oh, that that'll be great. I actually got to walk the course this morning. You Strep, did. Strep went out, shot a eleven under here in uh, an opening round. Pretty amazing. Were you there? Were you watching him play? I watched. I watched. Uh, I wanted to watch really uh, Oma play, and I, I got him. Uh, I, I got him on on uh, teeing off. We followed him a little bit. I would tell you that course is very very hilly, so I, I didn't make it all the way around. <laughs> got the first set. I came out the backside. <laughs> Took a couple of pictures. That was about it. No. Gorgeous place. My God, what what an incredible looking course. I haven't been I haven't been. I it's, hadn't been either. What about Pretty you? Amazing. Never been. Never been? Rich man's game. I haven't been to too many golf courses. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Whatever <laughs> you say. <laughs> what do you think the, the crowd's gonna be like out here tonight though? Because there oh. is I, I mean, right? Okay, just that reaction and He's got, and how about stadium swim? You got all those kids from Michigan State here on their break. Yeah, it's fall break, yeah. so we're gonna fill that. So place. do you just have the inside? Like, do you have? Does everybody like? Okay, I go to Michigan or Michigan State. I have to come to Circa because of Derek Stevens. Well, I don't know about that about, about me, but yeah, they gotta come to Circus for sure. Well, everyone sure. does. That's yeah. that's just the way that it works. But yeah. hey, thank you guys so much for doing this. As always, appreciate you coming on. We'll see you again next Thursday here in the house. And tune in tomorrow to my guys in the desert because we're gonna have a guest host like we do every Friday, Femi Abebefe holding it down for me because i have to go to salt lake city to hang out in utah what a game for the yeah. for the pac-12 yes. south asu <laughs> at utah check it out on espn and keep it locked on visa and the sports betting network all day every day coming up on the other side of the break rush hour and danny burke don't go anywhere say goodbye to the nice people at home bye guys <laughs>